0: Welcome to the Maria Liberati Show, where food meets art, travel, and life. Hey, this is Maria Liberati. What does food mean to you? Tell me in a recorded soundbite of 60 seconds or less, or a post of 50 words or less, post on social media, hashtag it, the Maria Liberati Show. And if your soundbite or quotes are selected to be part of an upcoming segment, I'll send an autographed copy of my book, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking, to you as special thanks. And speaking of giveaways, We are doing a giveaway on Instagram for my book, the Basic Art of Pasta. Tag someone that would enjoy the book on the comment section, like the Instagram post about the giveaway. Make sure you're following my account on Instagram and you could get yourself a copy of The Basic Art of Pasta. And my Instagram account is Maria Liberati. We will also be doing some really delicious giveaways in the month of November and December, also with some uh, great food companies, so stay tuned to my Instagram account and my podcast here. And my hashtag Friday Favorites, I am doing every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook. I'll also be announcing the giveaways on my hashtag Friday Favorites, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My Facebook account is Chef Maria Liberati. Foods that have a history in Italy like Parmigiano, Reggiano cheeses, Chianti, pastas, and truffles can all be found and experienced, but some of Italy's interesting personalities from the past can also be experienced in the form of ghostly encounters, if you know where to look for a little touch of ghost hunting Italian style. So this is my sort of Halloween-themed podcast segment. Torin or Torino is considered the most haunted city in Italy because of its past famous citizens such as Nostradamus and others. It is said the places like Palazzo Trucchi di DG which is housed in a local bank, has been nicknamed the House of the Devil because of its ghostly visitors with a noble past. In Genoa, Palazzo Rosa, that's R-O-S-S-A, part of the ruins of the convent of San Silvestro in Piazza Cavour, where many were condemned to death, has had many ghost sightings. The sightings are probably the unfortunate who met an untimely death. The spirit of John Keats has been encountered in the museum at the former residence of Shelley and Keats at Piazza di Spagna 26. That's in the center of Rome and you can do some great shopping around there and see the Spanish steps right near there. That has now become the museum for the two literary greats. And that's at Piazza di Spagna 26. And it's said that it was there that Keats dressed before his death. The residence that I was living in in Rome is next door to one of the palaces of Lucrezia Borgia and was once part of the palace but has been turned into condominiums. So I had a few strange experiences and have been told that Lucrezia does come back to visit her palace every so often. In Potenza... Italy, there have been reports of hauntings at the castle of Lago Pisole, once the residence of Frederick II. Strange sounds and lights have been seen in the castle, especially during the time of the annual Palio in August. It is believed to be related to the former Queen Elena and her husband's conflict with an arch rival. While none of these ghostly apparitions have been scientifically proven, many people have reported such sightings. It makes for just another fun way to explore and tour.
1: So I am today with Patricia Baker who is the host of Supernatural Girls Radio? She's been hosting that for 30 years. She's a paranormal expert and I know we were talking about some of these haunted castles in Italy, um especially cuz it's Halloween, but Patricia, can you tell us how do you how do you catch a ghost? Can you catch a ghost? Well, that's a funny
2: question. Uh yeah. <laughs> there's a lot to this whole world of the paranormal and certainly yeah. people would A lot of people would love to have an experience of seeing a ghost or having some unseen hand, touch them, something you just need to be open to. Some people have a natural talent for it, like mediums, and Uh some people never see it. People who have experiences in their dreams, say they lose a loved one, the Uh loved one may often uh, come to them in their dreams, either to say Mm -hmm. goodbye or to give them a message there are a lot of ways to communicate with the other side. But basically, you just have to be open to it and not let it
1: scare you. Wow. And, you know, I, do you? somebody said that you live in a castle. My production intern, you live in a castle with many goose. Is that correct? Yes, that is true. I, I live in a castle. It is a fairly new construction.
2: It is not an old castle. However, Uh we have had a lot of experiences
1: here, both on the land and within the confines of the house itself. So it's probably maybe the land that has a history with ghosts, right? That's what it might sound like. Well,
2: yes, a lot of the land here in New England has a Native American presence. Um, And also, (laughs) around colonial times, there were a lot of plagues and things like that that came through. So Uh certainly there were people affected. When I first came to the land, I saw a young boy, and he was about eight or nine years old, and he was dressed in old-time clothing, Um, and uh, he pops in and out every once in a while. And we do have several portals on the property, and portals are basically like Stargate. It's Uh a quick in, a quick, easy out. They can come and go. We've taken photographs of some very unusual images on the property and,
1: again, inside. So wow. it's, it's quite a busy place, I have to say. Yeah. It sounds like it. Have you ever done ghost hunting internationally or just nationally where you just go ghost hunting? I've heard of these trips. I have not. And the uh, reason is, quite honestly, I don't need to go anywhere. I was, I was just going to say that. Yeah,
2: have, have those experiences. Yeah, it's it's easy for me to stay right here and have all the experiences that I want. It's certainly an exciting trip, though, for a lot of people to go overseas. Of course, that's been tampered, tamped down because of of COVID, so people are traveling. And like I said, you know, being open to the other side of the veil because it's become so very thin Mm -hmm. is a fairly easy thing to do. Unfortunately, Uh most people have been trained to be afraid. There's really not a lot to be afraid of.
1: Wow. So are there different types of spirits that can haunt a home? Like, is there different types of ghosts or spirits? Well, there's lots of different reasons why mm-hmm.
2: ghosts, you may find a ghost in a particular area. Sometimes wow. it's due to a traumatic experience, war, you know, death that was mm-hmm. that happened suddenly and unexpectedly. Uh-huh. And then there's also the reason that some spirits just happen to like the place. Uh-huh. So whether they lived in that area before, they found it comforting, so they feel comfortable staying there. And, oh. and then there's also other presence, which is not so fun, and that's the demonic presence. And the uh. demonic presence, that's where you can get into a lot of trouble, and that's oh. where it gets dangerous. So I don't uh. recommend that, especially for novices who want an experience. They, they need to be cautious of that kind mm-hmm. of thing.
1: And I can tell you a story about that if you'd like. Yes. I was just about to ask you what are some of your memorable investigations with this. Definitely. Yes. Go ahead. Well, here's a a cautionary tale to people.
2: Uh Yes. And during our show,
0: Mm -hmm. Supernatural
2: Girls, we had a medium on. She's very well known. Uh And she had written several books. And we had her on the show. And during the beginning of the show, we kept hearing a very squeaky chair, so loud that it was ruining the broadcast. So during the commercial break, I went into the the room where I can talk to her without the audience listening, and I uh-huh. said, hey, uh, could you just please change your chair? Because uh-huh. we're hearing all this squeaky noise, Are you sitting in an office chair or something, and she said, it's not me. She said, I'm sitting in a straight back dining room chair. So, I knew it wasn't me, I knew it wasn't my co-host, and I knew what? it wasn't her. So, we had a visitor. Mm-hmm. So, after I mentioned it, I talked about it on the air, because anything that happens that's paranormal during the show, I talked yes. about it. I let our listeners know this is what's going on, and after yes. I brought it up, it started to subside. Uh-huh. So, after the show, a lot of times I'll just take photographs in the room to see what will show up, mm-hmm. and this time, a devil's head showed up. It was clear and unmistakable. Oh it had the God. horns on top, oh. it had the pointy chin. Oh and my God. yes. And so of course I immediately called her mm-hmm. and I Let her know. I said, listen, you have something tailing you, and this is what it is, and so you need to do a major clearing. This thing is following you around, and I can tell you it's following you because it's not following me or my Uh co-host. So I never heard back from her, but you see, she hadn't been feeling well. Uh She had pneumonia. She was recovering from that, been recovering Uh very slowly from that. So she had been doing a lot of mediumship. Now, when you open that door, and Mm -hmm. you don't feel physically well you may be opening the door to things you don't want this is the result of it so this Mm -hmm. is my cautionary tale everybody needs to be aware that in the world of the paranormal a lot of it's beneficial a lot of it's very Mm -hmm. um very
1: gentle but there are some things like this so
2: you need to be careful
1: yeah it's not just Just looking for the ghost, but being careful because there's all different types of spheres. You know what I wanted to ask you? So there are in, uh, I'm actually, my home base is is near the Philadelphia area and there are some uh, houses that are, you know, they'll have, they they are haunted and uh, some of them do tours and, um, there are some people that have said that they've actually smelled like baking and stuff like that. Did you ever have any experience where they're doing things like that? You know, baking. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yes, yes. yes. When I was a, when I was a therapist years ago,
2: I can give you another example of that kind of thing. I had a Uh client walk in and I smelled that old time heavy face powder that women used to wear. And so I mentioned it. I said, gosh, I'm getting this scent. And she burst into tears. She Uh said, that is my grandmother. So yes, you know, oftentimes if you're smelling something that you're, that has no explanation that it's it's coming from the other world and it's a way to get your attention. It's a way to have you tune in to possibly Uh somebody you knew. That would be associated with that
1: kind of with scent. that With that scent. Oh, wow, that's really, really interesting. Yeah, I just I thought that was very, very interesting because you know we talk a lot here about fusion and things and. She, I forget who it was, but somebody brought that to my attention of that. So that is really, really interesting. Betsy, so do you are, do you do anything special for Halloween? Do you do any kind of anything? I mean, you do this all the time because it's your radio, you know, radio show. That's right. It's just it's another day for us. And... Yes.
2: What we do on the radio show is we usually run a series called Spooky October where we bring guests in to talk about the the darker sides of things or the more, uh, you know, challenging sides of the paranormal world. Yeah. Yeah. The paranormal to us is normal. Mm -hmm. And that's our tagline, where paranormal is normal. I grew up with this. So Uh to me, all of this is very easy to understand, not that I have all the answers for sure, but Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I do
1: understand it because yeah. I lived with it for so long, Wow, and so now you know it's Halloween, and you have a lot more people's attention, I'm sure at this time of the year than because people look towards this type of topic, especially I think at this time of the year. Is there any like tips or things you can tell people to do if if they want to you know um experience this in any way and you know have a paranormal experience well, I'll tell
2: you this. there's a
1: lot of ghosts. Tours that
2: take Uh place throughout the country, and we've had those people that that do those tours on our show. They Uh know what they're doing, they know the areas that they're taking their guests to, and they can give a history of, you know, for example, an old hotel or something like that, and and Mm -hmm. tell them some of what people have experienced, and then they can have an experience all their own. A lot of these ghost tours also, the leaders have something called a ghost box where Uh they will pick up an EVP, you know, so you can actually play that back after Mm, the tour is over and hear if you've caught anything. Some people catch things on photographs, which is exciting. But you're under the care of a leader who knows what they're doing. So I recommend ghost tours for that reason. Yeah, that's That's
1: a good idea. Get into
2: trouble. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's a good idea, right, because you're being led by an expert, so that would make sense. You're absolutely right. Patricia, is there any um like where can people find you? I know it's Supernatural Girls Radio and where do we where do we find that? Is that just streaming online and just well, we how are on, everything on Blog and Talk?
2: Is? Yeah, we're on Block Talk Radio. They can also okay. find us on our Facebook page. Okay. And, and They can follow us on Twitter and we always announce our shows every week. We okay. give people an opportunity to comment and certainly they can call in during the show, the live show. Mm-hmm. All the uh-huh. shows are archived in, and they can listen to any show their convenience Uh so there is there's a lot of opportunities for people there we always love to hear from our audience I always say we have one of the smartest audience in radio they call in they ask the most amazing questions and our guests Mm -hmm. are always impressed Uh by who we have in our audience so it's been wonderful to be able to meet some of the people that I've met in the paranormal world and I I just love what I do it is a lot of fun and last week he had a star from The Voice on who loves uh-huh. the paranormal, Britton Buchanan, and uh-huh. he came on and told us about his paranormal adventures. He loves the paranormal, I think, almost as much as he loves singing and songwriting. So uh-huh. we have a wide variety. i have had Yuri Geller on the show from Israel, uh-huh. and he was a famous spoonbender, and uh-huh. among other things. He was into a lot of things. Yeah, just so many exciting guests, people who are, are very informed about UFOs. Certainly, we have a lot going on with some UFO disclosure lately.
1: So that's a very hot topic for the audience. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, it's great because I can tell you love what you do, but it must be really rewarding for you because you're doing what you love. I can tell you're really passionate about what you do. You love it. And that's great to hear because, you know, you're able to do what you love. So it makes really a big different.
2: difference. You know? Yeah. It's wonderful and I have no other way where I would get to meet these really wonderful people who have been on my show. I mean, they are just so delightful, so informative. They've all had their own experiences, written books and just are as passionate about it as I am. So uh-huh. it's it's definitely great. We've had wonderful people also from the UK. Uh mm-hmm. Robin Foy, the lead medium on the skull experiment. There's Uh a movie about it called The Afterlife Investigations with people Mm -hmm. like ghosts and communication with the other side. Highly Mm -hmm. recommend Robin's work. But The Afterlife Mm -hmm. Investigations is groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, still, uh, a lot of these... Pieces of evidence are blacked out by the mainstream media. So unless you know about it from a show like ours, you're not going to find out. So mainstream media is not a friend of the paranormal world. So it is important, I think, to find shows like ours to, to listen to so that you can hear about these exciting breakthroughs. There's really no
1: other way. You're not going to hear it on the local news or the national
2: news. Uh-huh. Wow.
1: Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that with us. It's really interesting, and it's a, a different type of a topic that on uh, my show. You know, is getting into with you. So we've never had this topic. So thank you so much for sharing that. And thanks so much for for being on the Maria Liberati show. And uh, I we will definitely let you know when the show will be up. It will be up for Halloween. We'll send thank you a link. Mom.
2: Maria, thank you so much. It was a real pleasure speaking with you and your audience
1: and happy Halloween yes happy Halloween and much much continued success to you too thanks again Patricia take care
0: If you're looking for an easy, uncommon recipe for your Halloween or Thanksgiving table that also brings to mind Italy's past, try a cake made of farro. It's a grain that has been around since ancient times. If you can find vin santo which means holy wine, that's another wine from Italy's famous past that's still produced today. You can serve the cake with vin santo It's a sweet wine, but if you can't find Vinsanto, you can substitute a sweet Marsala wine for the ingredients and also serve the cake with a sweet Marsala wine. Here's my recipe for a farro cake. It's called torta di fado, and it's from my book, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking, Da Vinci Style, which you can get anywhere online that sells books, but you can also get it on my website, marialiberati.com. The ingredients are four eggs, four cups of farro flour, two cups of sugar, one cup of milk, one cup of Vinsanto or sweet Marsala wine, two teaspoons of baking powder. So you're going to break all the eggs into a large bowl, add the sugar, and beat the eggs till foamy and that the eggs have become a pale yellow. Add in the farro flour about a tablespoonful at a time, mixing well after each addition. Add in the milk and Vin Santo or the sweet Marsala wine a little bit at a time, mixing well after each addition. Then add in the baking powder and mix well. Line an 8-inch cake pan with parchment paper. I love to use parchment paper instead of flouring and buttering the pan. It makes cooking, baking so much easier because when your cake is done, you just lift up the parchment paper and take it out of the pan. So you're going to line an 8-inch cake pan with parchment paper, pour in the batter, bake in an oven preheated to 350 degrees, and bake for 30 minutes or until firm. When the cake is done remove from the oven and let the cake cool in the pan once it's cool you can just pick up by the ends of the parchment paper take it out of the pan and uh, put it on a cooling rack or a serving dish dust it with powdered sugar and serve it with as i said vin santo or sweet marsala wine and if you ever had a ghost sighting in italy Let me know. We'd love to hear from you at marialiberati.com or on the Maria Liberati Show. You can email me at maria at marialiberati.com. Thanks for joining in and listening to the Maria Liberati Show. If you have any recipes that were inspired by my farro cake or if you make the farro cake that I talked about on today's segment and the recipe will be on my blog and you want to show it off, take a picture of your homemade dish and hashtag the Maria Liberati show. Post the photo on social media. We'll be gathering pictures and posting on my website for anyone that sends a picture of recipes that I gave on these podcast segments. And don't forget about the Instagram contest. My Instagram account is at Maria. Liberati. We are giving away the basic art of pasta book. My book, The Basic Art of Pasta. Now, this is only for the United States. We are giving the book away in the United States to the United States addresses only. If you are out of the United States, we can send you an ebook. But if you're in the US, we'll send you a hard copy of the book so here's what you do make sure you're following my account on Instagram it's Maria Liberati like the Instagram post about the giveaway tag someone that would enjoy the book in the comment section and good luck we will be announcing the winner shortly thanks to my producer Britton Roselle and this week's guest paranormal expert Patricia Baker Go to my website, marialiberati.com, and keep up with my blog and the show and my book series, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking. And you can follow me on Twitter at Maria Liberati, which with a capital M for Maria, on Facebook at Chef Maria Liberati, and on Instagram. At Maria Liberati and Chef underscore Maria Liberati. And if you have any questions or tips or topics you'd like to hear about on the show or questions for any of the guests that you hear on my podcast, please email at Maria and don't forget to post your answer to the question, What does food mean to you in a recorded soundbite of 60 seconds or less or a social media post of 50 words or less? Hashtag it. The the maria Liberati show post on social media, email me at Maria at Maria and don't forget to share any ghost sightings that you might have had in Italy share them with us. Again, hashtag the Maria Liberati show. If any of your answers are selected to be shared on one of the coming podcast segments, you'll receive an autographed copy of my book, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking. Peace, love, and pasta. Until next time.